1: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Need a place to talk sports? You've come to the right place. CBS Sports Radio. Live from Milwaukee, it's Bart Winkler.
2: CBS Sports Radio, good evening to you. I am Bart Winkler, David Shepherd's here, Marco Belletti on the updates. And could you believe it, but one of the things we are talking about tonight is a football game that's coming up on Sunday. It is going to pit the Kansas City Chiefs against the San Francisco 49ers. We're calling it the Super Bowl. It's the 58th one of these things, although I believe the first couple were more of a retroactive as it was called the uh, AFL-NFL championship game. But the Super Bowl stuck, and that's where we're at here for year number 58, which just happens to be in Las Vegas, a city where the NFL was trying to avoid for its entire existence until it wasn't, and now it is the place to be. A couple of Chiefs that could come off the IR for this game or that could uh, practice after they had not been playing, Kadarius Toney. Is healthy and is practicing, at least will this week. Andy Reid says, we'll see if he's up or not. So I don't know that they want to play him based on just everything that's been going on there. Jarek McKinnon had a really nice season going until he got injured. He uh, is on the IR. He got elevated from the IR to the practice window, but there's a slim chance for him to play. So not sure we'll see Jarek McKinnon in this game. And then sky Moore is another guy who has been on the, uh, IR who they could get back, although, uh, may not. So we could see some reinforcements for the chiefs. Uh, we could not, but again, I don't know in what areas they use these guys. The chiefs wide receiver core is pretty interesting because we keep saying they have nobody, but Rasheed rice is a weapon for Patrick Mahomes. Rasheed rice gets targeted a lot and really stepped up. There's a really good correlation between when the Chiefs started looking like the chiefs again and the stat lines for Rasheed rice. So he is going to be a factor in some way, shape or form in this game. Also, Marquez Valdez Scantling, this guy is not going to put up seven catches for 110 yards. That is not the kind of role that he has. But he has stepped up in some crucial plays, crucial enough that he is trusted when Mahomes needs to trust somebody. McCole Hardman, of course, we saw with the fumble um, out of the end zone, and maybe they shouldn't have run that play. He was used a lot more in his previous iteration. I still think there's a role for somebody like that. They seem, though, to give those plays just either to Rice or Pacheco or even Clyde Edwards Hilaire a little bit. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Again, we're going to see if he's going to play. Justin Watson is usually due for one big target downfield. We'll see if he has any impact. So they've, they've got guys, they've got guys that they can throw to. Uh, it's just not, you know, it's not Tyreek Hill and it's not the receiving core. They may have had even in the past with some of the other complementary weapons. But I think rice is a big factor in this game. I think Pacheco is a big factor in this game. I think Christian McCaffrey is a big factor in this game. Uh, maybe I could have the Bartometer rank who could be the biggest X factors. Although, actually, I just kind of ranked them. I think the uh, Bartometer is going to look at the NBA coming up on Thursday. Thursdays, we do the Bartometer at 11 o'clock Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. It is a machine I have. We give it something uh, that's a topic, and it tells us either ranks a list for us or helps us predict the future. So I think we might look at it from an NBA perspective because the trade deadline's coming up. Trade deadline is on uh, Thursday, Thursday in the afternoon. So some of these games that were being played tonight uh, and tomorrow, these could be like unofficial, the last game that some of these guys play in these uniforms and you just don't know it. And they're out there. They see all the rumors. They see all the trade machines, but they got to go out there and try to win a basketball game. Even if they aren't sure that they're going to live in the same city, they live in 48 hours from now. Eight five five two one two four two two seven eight five five two one two four CBS. Again, I'm Bart Sheps here. Marco on the updates, and we're joined by Kevin in Louisville. Kevin, what's up?
3: What is going on, Bart? What's good? Uh, I called you a couple of weeks ago, in particular the Super Bowl, but the Ravens didn't make it, so everybody's out of the house. I'm the only one left because the Packers are out. Detroit's out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ravens are out. Yeah, and Bengals are out. Yeah, so they're all. I'm gonna smoke wings for my Niners. And uh, Greg from Michigan, I'm sorry. Uh, what what is his name? Patrick Mahomes is the second best quarterback, really. Terry bradshaw has got four. Joe Montana's got four. So, no, I'm just gonna smoke some brisket, smoke some wings, and uh, watch my Niners get to Super Bowl number six, and then I think we're going to be a dynasty.
2: Cause- oh no, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's not, it's not that serious. Uh, you can call again another time. I just the the, the rule is I'm not allowed any slip ups. So, um, man, this Brock Purdy thing. Do you understand why I want him to just fail? I'm sorry. (laughs) I don't really. I don't. It's never about that. I don't want Brock Purdy to fail. For like Brock Purdy, I want him. This is a great life he's having right now. I want him to live his best life. I want everyone to live their best life. But I want people that tell me I'm wrong to fail. That's what I want. That's where I'm in with that. Uh, Anthony is in Boise. Keep it clean, Anthony.
4: Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me on chef and Bart. What's up? Um, I just wanted to say that I'm tired of the comparison between Brock Purdy and Bryce Young and the Carolina Panthers. Um, for the record, uh, Lamar Jackson is hands down the MVP, but if you put Lamar Jackson with the Carolina Panthers, he would have been hurt already a long time ago, and he wouldn't even be in the conversation for MVP. And we need to put that Brock Purdy is very good and not just good and realize that he would still be very good on the Carolina Panthers along with Lamar Jackson, who would be MVP caliber on the Carolina Panthers, but he would have already been hurt and been out by this time of the season. Would Brock have gotten hurt? He probably could have gotten hurt, but at the same time, he doesn't um, put himself out there, and he's not the same kind of quarterback that's going to run himself into the ground like Lamar Jackson would to win. But isn't that the whole
2: reason Brock Purdy's great right now is because he is running like that?
4: um, It's because he's been able to scramble and make himself plays. It's not because he was a league-leading rusher. And if he was going to be one of the top rushing players on his team, he wouldn't be able to handle that load. Like he will like CMC or somebody else. does.
2: Oh, okay. All right. So you're tired of people saying if Brock was on the Panthers, you would suck.
4: Yeah, because it's pretty obvious that Lamar Jackson would also not be MVP caliber. If he was on the Panthers either, it's pretty much the same. They're both going to play the same on the Panthers. You know, they're, not good. They don't have a line. They don't have anybody to protect. So it's not a fair comparison to be comparing him to Bryce Young. I got a Niners in the Super Bowl. Uh, hey, diddle diddle, right to Kittle down the middle. Thanks. I'm out.
2: That's a good rhyme. Uh, I Again, I'm not trying to turn this into a Brock Purdy show every night this week. But I can say with much confidence that Lamar Jackson on the Carolina Panthers would be a lot closer to the MVP conversation than if Brock Purdy was. I mean, I just I, I, just think that that... And that is not a slight on Purdy. Purdy is in a situation which maximizes his skills. That's great. Lamar Jackson, I feel, is more interchangeable. Is this Ravens... If you look at this Ravens team and their skill players... Is it that much different than the Panthers? Like, honestly, I know you had some running backs get hurt. J.K. Dobbins gets hurt, uh, then Keaton Mitchell gets hurt, but they have Gus Edwards and Justice Hill. All right, so they have just uh, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill. The uh, Panthers running backs were Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I kind of rather have the Panthers running backs. There. Um, the tight ends, okay, the tight ends were worse with Carolina. So, Lamar does use Mark Andrews a lot. And then when he was hurt, uh, likely he used a bunch. So, that that favors the Ravens. The wide receivers, yeah, Zay Flowers had a nice season. Uh, Odell was there. Uh, and then he had guys step up when they needed to, like Aguilar and Bateman. But with the Panthers, Adam Thielen still put up big numbers with Bryce. Uh, DJ Chark, Mingo before he got hurt. I think, like, Lamar's game is more take him out and put him in other situations, and he's going to be, it's going to go better. That's another big reason why I think Lamar, and he will win the MVP this week, and that's, that's why. I think a lot of it is Lamar's really good. But also, the Ravens' skill players are not anywhere near as good as the 49ers. They're not, and neither are the Panthers. And even if you have a team like the Niners with McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle and Ayuk, you still need someone that can get them the football. And I've said this about Purdy. I don't think they're just like... It's not like he... They're not... The 49ers don't try to disguise Brock Purdy. Okay? Okay. They let him use his skills and his tools, and he's he's been very accurate in the regular season. I I think he's had some accuracy issues in the postseason, but he's been very accurate in the regular season, and he uh, he gets the, the he gets the football to these guys. It's not like they're just like oh well Debo's just running you know that the jet toss where it counts as a pass, or they're just doing wide receiver screens, or you know they're they're relying on McCaffrey. Like they are all important parts. of of the machine, but you still need somebody to come in and maximize everybody's efforts. That's why I will reiterate the comparison I made between him and Draymond Green, which I actually think is a very good comparison because Draymond Green is a very good basketball player, but Draymond Green, if he gets drafted... Can't just go anywhere and be the Draymond Green we know him as now. Part of the reason he's so good is he was able to maximize what he brings because the other guys around him could do other great things too. And he was a good facilitator, good enforcer, good defender, and you could let him maximize his abilities. So if I'm saying like, if I'm saying, let's take Brock Purdy and put him on the Panthers, He would be worse on the Panthers than if you took Dak Prescott on the Panthers or if you put Jordan Love on the Panthers or name a quarterback, CJ Stroud or Mahomes or Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. I think he would be. I I think the season would go worse for him. Lamar getting hurt is a hypothetical that I, I don't think you can just assume Lamar gets hurt, but Brock Purdy somehow doesn't. I don't, I don't think you can assume that. But Brock Purdy, you still got to be, you you can't just put anybody under center for the Niners and get to the Super Bowl. I realize that. I have said that. But because I've not put a gold jacket on this guy yet, I'm I'm some sort of hater. And that's, 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 that's insane. Uh, Simply insane. All right, I got that off my chest. Um, let's get to CeeLo, who's in South Carolina. What's up, CeeLo? What's going on, Bart? Appreciate you for having me. Yeah, thanks for calling.
5: Yes, um, I'd like to, um, talk about Andy Reed, top five, coaches of all time. I think, you know, he's top five. Um, I put him up there with Bill, you know, Tom, Tom Langer, you know, Don Schuler, Joe Gibbs. That's my top five. Um, we, we, done with two teams, the Eagles and the Chiefs. You know, taking the Eagles to the all um, five championship games. And all are you doing with the Chiefs now? Going to another Super Bowl, trying to win this third?
2: I think uh, a Super Bowl win with Philly would have really helped this argument um, if he yeah. could have got one. Because I do feel like people forget how good his teams were in Philadelphia. Um, obviously, yeah. he's got a better yeah, – no, so his I'm record – Oh, yeah. So his record with the Chiefs is 128 and 51. That's a 715 winning percentage. The Eagles' record was 130 and 93. That's a 583 winning percentage. But they finished first in the East under Andy Reid six different times. They went to the playoffs nine different times. They went to the NFC Championship game five different times. They went to a Super Bowl. So, yeah, winning a Super Bowl would have been massive for him and, like, the way that we view him. And, and we forget, like, he was there a long time. You think of Andy Reid now being with the Chiefs a long time. He was still there a few more years with the Eagles than he's been with the Chiefs. So I think I think we do forget about that a little bit.
5: Yeah, we forget about it because, you know, he's winning in Kansas City. But um, two Eagle fans, we still got love for Andy. Um, we know we, we hated that he beat us last year in the Super Bowl, but, you know, it's all love.
2: Yeah, oh, that that sucks because then he did beat the Eagles. That that sucks.
5: Yeah, and um, my Super Bowl pick, I think the Kansas City Chiefs gonna win. I think Brock, Brock Purdy gonna mess up in the end when the game on the line. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Brock Purdy neither. Uh, I'm Not saying he's not a good player. He's just a system player. You know, you could put you know Jimmy Galapagos there, and he did, he do the same thing. If he wouldn't really got hurt, he probably got level to the Super Bowl again.
2: Yeah, I don't I don't know that Jimmy Garoppolo is ever going to be a starter again. Yeah, he oh yeah, he, his career's over. Yeah. Well, that's a shame. Yes. All right, CeeLo. I do that. Thank you. Good stuff. Talking a little uh, Brock Purdy, talking a little coaches, George and Georgia is on the uh latter topic. What's up?
6: Uh yes, gentlemen. Uh, now, here in Atlanta, they have the sweetest, loving, uh, loving thing they got with uh, Raheem Morris. And that honeymoon is going to end so quickly because these Falcons fans are delusional. <laughs> they are the dumbest set of football fans I have ever been around. They failed to realize they had the absolute easiest schedule in football last year. I mean, the easiest
2: schedule in football. Well if you think if you think their fans are dumb, I'm not saying that, but if you think that I think their head coach was like ten percent as smart. So way dumber.
6: Uh that's true also. But uh the deal is that that is the most overrated seven and ten team that uh I have ever seen. And these Falcon fans feel like there's a different coach, whatever, all of a sudden that they are gonna be you know, uh, eleven and six are twelve and five, and all the way to the playoff. No, they will not. Raheem Morris is going to have a losing season, and I really believe if they were to have the patience to give him four to five years that he will produce a winner. But these Falcons fans are—they uh, will not have that sort of patience with that guy, and that honeymoon is going to end very quickly. Are you
2: a Falcons fan? No, I'm not. Oh, I I mean, I got a little more optimism for Raheem Morris than that, though. Understand something. If they are have the patience to give him four to five
6: years, he will produce a winner. But uh, they are not remotely as close to being a winner and have a complete roster as they think they do because they don't. Uh, Kyle Pitts. And Drake London are the two most overrated, two of the most overrated players to me, you know, in the league. And it's going to show up in these upcoming years.
2: Well, what I think, George, thanks for the call. I'll tell you what I think about the Falcons. If they continue to wear these uh, black helmets, they will stink. But if they go back to the red helmet, which they were showcasing a little bit in that Raheem Morris press conference, and in that locker room on a couple of those interviews you go back to the red helmets ooh you might have an NFC South champion on your hands real quick 855-2124 227 Bart Winkler show CBS
1: Sports Radio It's the Bart Winkler show on CBS Sports Radio <laughs>
4: About the media and getting wrapped up in what the whole world has to say. You know, people can enjoy those kinds of things off the field, but as players, and especially being the quarterback, it's it comes down to, all right, how do I do my job really well for three hours um, against the Kansas City Chiefs defense?
2: Adam's in Toronto. Hello, Adam. Bart, what's going on,
4: man? How are you tonight? You guys are talking about old basketball players. I just wanted to bring this up. We're kind of t- like t- the sports
2: radio version of an encyclopedia. Thank you.
1: I love it. I love it. That's why I tune in every night, man. I love this show. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855 212 For CBS,
2: We don't have this Brock Purdy. We don't have the uh, audio from it. I don't know that any recorders were on, but I did see one report where Brock Purdy said, I really appreciate that guy, Bart Winkler, on CBS Sports Radio. He has said a lot of very complimentary things about me, but is also trying to keep things real and rational. And so if there's anyone I'd like to shout out, it's Bart Winkler of CBS Sports Radio. Again, Brock Purdy. I, I saw that somewhere, so I did take a really weird nap today too. Uh so it could have been in my dream. And, and Doc Rivers is elevating the Bucks uh the past two
4: weeks, Bart. Well that has as much truth as what you just said.
2: I don't know how much I want to talk about that. <laughs> um I have the Bucks are playing the Suns right now and they are losing and I have the game on and I am a Milwaukee Bucks fan and It's very interesting. There was a head coach here this year that was winning and everyone was trying to get him fired right away. And now Doc Rivers is going to go to one and four and now everyone's making excuses. And I get it. I don't think the players believed in Griffin and I get Doc Rivers is a lot more, you know, long-term credibility. It's just interesting to see a fan base totally try to destroy a man and then trip over themselves to give, uh, Excuses for the next guy. It's just, it's just different. It's just weird. Um, just different. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Somebody did tell me though that Doc Rivers would never play the young guys, and uh, yeah, one one kid's playing, but other than that, a lot of guys lost minutes when Doc Rivers came to town. All right, Mark is in Oakland. Mark, what's up? Hey, thanks for taking the call. What's up? Is I've been
7: like a pretty. I don't know, scientists studying him almost involuntarily because I'm out here in the Bay Area, lifelong 49er fan, and I think I've been traumatized by all their close-but-no-cigar kind of style of play lately. So I start the season, glass is half empty until it's full, and that's winning a Super Bowl. And so when I call in radio here, all year I've been... Like, I'm not giving it to Purdy. I'm not going to say it. I can't tell you he's great yet. I see problems. I see he gets shaky. I see this and that. And that's been my position. And now it's evolved, though. And I think your take, on one hand, I think is fair. And then I might diverge a little bit from where you're at. And this is very recent for me is what I'm saying because I've been super, like, pessimistic. (laughs) Um, I think he's on the brink of greatness, possibly, but possibly not. And that was kind of, I think, the most realistic thing I could say. But I also think something's starting to occur to me about him that is lost. I mean, as I was listening to you, I was like, I think I would take him over Lamar Jackson. Here's why. I think he does the kind of things that win championships. I don't know if they will because I don't think it's all on him. But his accuracy his being able to get rid of the ball quick, his being able to scramble enough but not too much to where he's taking huge risks. His, I mean, he looks amazing when he's on at times, like his accuracy and even almost barely deep balls. He might have a little trouble super deep. And I think that's what wins championships, that well-rounded, sturdy, solid kind of play that isn't flashy and might not look as good on a lesser team. But on the right team, it's championship football. And I think he's sneaky in that way, but he's going it's going to have to come together. And it's on the team and the coach. they got to not choke it away. I think they have a better team right now. And if they win, then it's greatness. And I think they might rattle off a few. If they lose, they might be the next Buffalo Bills from the 90s. What do you think?
2: Well, and that's where, Mark, that's where I would give Purdy the most credit is um, I don't think as a passer he has looked that good in the two playoff games. I mean, he's made some big plays, more so in the Green Bay game than the Detroit play uh, than the Detroit game. But what happened in those games? What happened? He won. He, he won. He made the plays when he needed to, and if it wasn't with his arm, it was with his legs, and some plays were a little bit of arms and legs. So I think, there's yeah, the, the path on Purdy can go many different ways here, and if he wins a Super Bowl on Sunday, then, yes, you're going to do top ten list. People are going to put him in there. Hell, maybe people are going to want to go top five. If the guy's won this much and wins a Super Bowl so soon, yeah, there's going to be a lot of good things said about Purdy. If he doesn't win, that doesn't mean it's over either. I just feel like, I, I just, I I feel like it is so, it is just, if you want to say like, oh, because I'm trying to think of my guy now. I'm trying to think of Jordan Love, right? And there are things that he has done that have looked like Aaron Rodgers and, and all that kind of stuff. But I would never say that yeah. Jordan Love is at the level of Aaron Rodgers. And there are things that Purdy has done where a Niners fan can say, you know what? I kind of reminds me of Joe Montana or Steve young and that's fine. But to like, I just feel like there's a, there's a rush for many 49ers fans to think that they, they, they have a combination of Montana and young. And I just, I don't know that we're there yet.
7: I I, I completely agree. And this is what I would say when I call in and a lot of the hosts locally would be like, Oh, why are you hating? I'm, I'm it's not hating. It's realistic. So, I do agree with you. I guess as the game's getting closer, I'm getting closer because the gear he had in these last two games of grinding wins out—that's what I thought he might not have. And you got to have that at times to be a championship quarterback. You're not going to always have your A game because I saw what it looked like when everything's on schedule, so to speak, and the system's working. He can light it up, but then he, you know, gets jittery in other games. So this was great to see, and I think honestly, your take's totally fair, and I like it. It's more realistic. And here's, I think I might have asked you this last week, because I called once for the first time last week um, and talked to you. But I wanted to get your take on this. Just has there ever been a championship, a Super Bowl, where a team's legacy, if you want to call that, could go north or south so drastically? Because if they lose, people start talking about them like those Bills teams from the '90s. It's not four in a row, but it's like three Super Bowls they've lost now. They keep getting close, they can't get it, they choke it away. Or if they win, they're the most winningest franchise tied with six Super Bowls. I mean, can you think of a Super Bowl where a team's had more riding on legacy than that? I can't.
2: So I don't know <laughs> about, uh, Mark, Yeah, Mark, good to talk to you again. Uh, thanks for the call. I don't know about team-wise. I would say coach-wise. I would say this is a very important game for Kyle Shanahan because he's been to now a couple of Super Bowls. And the Super Bowls he did not get to, if they make the playoffs, they go to the NFC Championship game and lose. So, I I mean, I know the Niners can do, uh, you know, tied for the most ever, and I'll be very happy about that. But I don't know that – like, I don't think anyone thinks the Niners are going to go away, even if Brock Purdy and the Niners don't win. I don't think they're going to go away. I I would probably think that they are the – they're going to be the favorite in the NFC again. People will say, all right, well, the Lions, now they can – And maybe the Eagles figure things out or whatever, but the Niners are going to be the favorite in the NFC again next year. But for Kyle Shanahan, if he loses another big game, then I think people might look at that a little bit differently. Uh, Let's talk to Scott. He's in L.A. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's going on, my man? Hey, so
8: I got a, uh, a Super Bowl question for you, and then I also have a little... Goofy trivia question for you, but the Super Bowl question, everyone's talking about Purdy and um Mahomes, but I think the best player on the field is going to be christian McCaffrey, and I'm just wondering how what do you think his like i don't want to say life expectancy because that just sounds morbid
2: no like, yeah, okay,
8: but i mean how how long do you think he can maintain his dominance? As, you know, like what happened to Ezekiel Elliott, me being a Cowboys fan. Like, do you think McCaffrey can keep doing this for this long?
2: So, I mean, remember, they used him a lot at Stanford, too. Um, So you almost kind of have to bake those years in because he had, I mean, there was a one year he had over 300 carries. Um, So he had three years there. He had some injuries with Carolina. So that kind of protects him a little bit and keeps his legs like long term fresh. You know, it's interesting with running backs. Like right now my my thought would be to say four or five years at least. But we've seen a lot of guys that you know, they have a good year or two and like where's Priest Holmes? You know. Some of these guys, some of these guys that have had like they are the best running back in football, it's really hard to be the best running back in football for four or five years. A lot of times you're the best running back in football for a year and a half. And then another guy comes in and takes over. Well, I just remember when him and
8: Saquon were both the best, and then Saquon's like basically done. I hate to say that because I love Saquon, but at McCaffrey, I'm just, I just worry about it. So, but I'm, I'm hoping this is his year that he can maybe make something happen. But I don't know. That, that was just a, a topic of conversation that I had with some buddies at the bar the other night.
2: Well, we are America's bar. I do say that a lot about our show, so I'm glad you brought that conversation here.
8: Okay, so now I got a a quick little trivia. Well, I don't know, I don't know how old you are, but I'm I'm an old guy. But I had a, a cool little trivia question that I brought up to some people too. In 1989, I know that's a long time ago. Without without cheating, the final four MVP. The Super Bowl MVP and the College Football National Championship MVP all had the last name, the same last name. And no one has ever gotten this right without the final TD. four MVP? The final four MVP, the Super Bowl MVP, and the College Football National Championship MVP. They all had the same last name. And it's not a common one.
2: Okay. Well, I So the Niners won, right?
8: Okay, you're getting
2: close. <laughs> and with that because I one of the sets of cards I had um was pro set Super Bowl MVPs. So I don't think it'd be Montana. So this is the year Rice one, correct? Jerry Rice, yes. So if I'm gonna say Jerry Rice. The only other rices I can think of are it's not Ray Rice. It's Glenn Rice. Glenn Rice I was gonna say Glenn Rice. <laughs> and then but I can't I can't there, think of the football one. Simeon Rice? Tony Rice. Tony Rice. Was the Notre Dame quarterback. <laughs> well, all right. So I would have got I would have got Glenn Rice if you didn't take it from me. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> uh Tony Rice. Tony Rice wow.
8: was the quarterback for the Notre Dame fighting Irish when they won the national championship. So it was Tony Rice, Glenn Rice, and Jerry Rice. And no one ever has gotten that right. And you were pretty damn close. So kudos to you.
2: (laughs) Rice was passed up by the 1990 NFL draft. He went to the CFL. They wanted him as a runner, not a passer. He was a third stringer in the CFL. He went to the World League. Wow, yeah, I don't know much about that's a great question.
8: I, I Tony Rice.
2: The, Tony,
8: yeah, Tony Rice, Glenn Rice, and Jerry Rice. So All right. no, I'll steal that.
2: I, I don't know when I'll use that again, but I will use that someday. <laughs> All right. Have a good yeah. night, man. Yeah. Some someday. Thanks for the call. Uh Marco Belletti's got an update coming up. Hey hey Marco. Yo. I got a trivia question for you. <laughs> <laughs> In 1989, <laughs> was it Simeon Rice? E- oh no, it was Tony Damn. Rice. No one ever gets Tony Rice. Damn. Damn. Yeah, no one ever gets that. You were close though. Good job. Mm, I tried. All right. Well, now I'm going to. Uh, there's got to be a better. I-, I don't like when I talk to you for like a minute and then I like. Then I have to. I feel like I have to back up and then send it to you for an update. You know what I
1: mean? Uh, I do. Uh, I don't really have a better way to do this, though, because unfortunately that's part of my job.
2: Yeah, because we need, like, the sexy sound opener and you need the music bed.
1: Yeah, otherwise it screws up the timing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I guess I'll just do it. Mm. You could just be like me and
0: take every segment to 41 and just keep talking to Marco.
1: Oh, yeah? Is that what we do?
2: That's what I do.
0: Because once you get get Marco going, he goes, man.
2: (laughs) No, Shep, Shep, (laughs) that's cheating. Okay, fair enough. Because if you go to 41... Then Marco Dude. does his update. Then you come back. Then your last segment's like three minutes, which doesn't even count as a segment. Well, and that's like getting away with a segment. That's cheating. And
1: that's also being generous. Let's be fair. How many times have your last segment had the music playing through the whole thing? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like no, you don't do that. And the back time is still playing? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, hell yeah.
2: Ah, uh, that's criminal. That never
1: happens. Ever. <laughs> Ever.
2: This is just your no, it's one gentlemen. bed
1: into the other. Never stops. The music never stops.
2: Oh, that is sloppy.
0: <laughs> Shep. That's a that's a joke that never actually happens. I never cheat any caller, any listener, any affiliate of any segment whatsoever. But I'm just saying, in the future, you can go to 4041 just once with Marco. That's not going to kill anybody. Callers like Marco. The audience likes Marco. Uh, producing the hell out of this one. Thank you.
2: Yeah, well, I but I, as much as I like Marco... I also believe in the sanctity of the final segment of the hour. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah, I feel like it should be its own segment, not just a little like, oh, CBS Sports Radio, hey, get those calls, and hey, coming up, I got a huge Brock Purdy take. Anyway, uh, see you in a bit, which now I'm inadvertently about to do (laughs) because I've been so late. So, So let's back up and then
1: step forward. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio.
2: in Rochester. Hey, Bart. Great show, man. Uh, I've been listening to you for a month
6: now, and uh, I like your show better every time I listen to it. You're rising, so
1: that's good. It's the Bart Winkler Show on CBS Sports Radio. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS.
2: CBS Sports Radio, I'm Bart Winkler. Let's talk to Willie in South Carolina. We got a short segment now, so I got to pay respect to it. Willie, what's up?
9: Hey, thanks for taking my call. Um, You know, this Purdy, all he does is win, and people are just hating on him. And I I just don't understand that, and he's loaded with talent all around him, and he reminds me of Joe Theismann in the early 80s with the Washington team. He had Mm. offensive line. He had a running back. He had art monk as a wide receiver and he, he finally won the super bowl and uh, you know he won and he lost the super bowl and I, I see a huge comparison i mean stature wise similar play style What what's your thoughts on that
2: well joe theisman could run a bit uh, a little bit too if i'm not mistaken yeah
9: yeah he so ran, there's some he, they're very
2: similar in playing styles and
9: he doesn't get the respect still to this day. I mean, he's a Super Bowl winner, but, you know, he's not in the Hall of Fame. And I've always, you know, since I've watched this Purdy kid play, uh, very, all, he, all he does is win. And, you know, Thiesman did not win till later in his career, but very similar playing styles. And, and I, I think Purdy's going to win this weekend, and um, I'm just curious. You know, everyone talks Joe Montana, but, I mean, I, I think he's very similar in Thiesman's well the
2: and the careers are on different paths because theisman um and thanks for the call good call willie the the theisman took a while before he came like the every week full-time starter and then the super bowl came later in his career and we all know how things uh ended for his playing career there at the end i think with like purdy he does win and he is good but there are quarterbacks better that don't win or haven't even been here. So I think people are just trying to wrap their heads around that. Some people might be hung up on the Mr. Irrelevant thing. I am not. That does not matter to me. I don't care. And I'm not, I'm not, some people that are, it's like, well, he was the last pick in the draft, so he can't be good. Well, he can, though. And he is. I don't think he is elite. I don't think he is great. I think maybe there's a trajectory where that occurs. Uh, this 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 weekend's going to be very big. I don't know why I'm talking like this. Uh, this weekend's going to be very big to see what happens there. Uh, Connor's in California. I got a minute or two for you, Connor. What's up? Hey, man.
10: Yo. So, I want to talk about my boy, Brock Purdy. Quick question real quick. If I would yeah. leave the colorful sentence of compliments just for you, so that way with the ulterior motive of getting in this sexy intro of yours, would you do it?
2: Yeah, if you say nice enough things, we'll we'll cut it and play it, yes.
10: No, I'm just kidding. Look, I mean, oh. I'll say nice things, but not with the ulterior motive of getting into that intro of yours. I'm, I'm not okay. Um, All right. When I say it, I'll mean it. All right. Let's just say that. <laughs> okay, okay. I look forward to the day. That day could be today. But anyways, look. Brock Purdy, I just, I just think people are jealous besides the 49ers fans for criticizing him. I think they're just jealous. People who are not 49ers fans are jealous that they are not where we are now. And that's just the gist of it. And I mean, Buck, he's a great quarterback. But there's only two quarterbacks right now in the Super Bowl. And You can't criticize Mahomes because he deserves to be where he is right now. And you can criticize Purdy because people don't think he deserves to be to be where he is right now because he's so young. And I think that's just uh, a big part. But he's an amazing quarterback, and I think he deserves to be where he is right now.
2: Well, the other thing, too, uh, Connor, thanks for the call. The road that he took to get there, Purdy beat Jordan Love and Jared Goff. And you might say nice things about them, but Mahomes beat Tua, Josh Allen, and Lamar Jackson. And before you say quarterbacks don't play against each other, I'll say, I know that, but what are, what are we supposed to say then? How, how I mean, he beat the Ravens. If I say he beat the Dolphins defense and the Ravens defense and the Bills defense, that does that's not as it's not as sexy and glamorous as he beat Tua, Lamar, and Josh Allen. Flip flop the last two. What if Purdy was in the AFC? What if Mahomes was in the NFC? If the Chiefs were in the NFC, they'd still probably be in the Super Bowl. Well, we don't know. we got to see this game. But if Purdy was in the AFC, would the Niners have gotten past the Ravens, the Bills? Well, now maybe they would have because a lot of the teams, and the Chiefs are guilty of this too. we got two teams here that deserve to be here. I won't take that away from them. But they also played teams along the way that made a lot of self-inflicted errors. The Bills with this fake punting and the Ravens with the not running and... The fumble and the taunting and the Packers with the interception and the drop picks and the Lions with the helmet off your head and the fourth downs, like it was more of a battle of attrition. They just made the least amount of mistakes. It was what was really a mistake-filled postseason. So who's gonna make less on Sunday? Ah, we will see. More coming up, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance.